0: Hello amigos, you're listening to English Made Simple. This is episode number 78, numero 78. Hola and welcome to English Made Simple. My name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.net. It is very nice of you to tune in to today's episode. It's going to be jam-packed full of new words, lots and lots of new vocabulary. So thank you for joining me guys. I'd like to go straight into today's uh, show. We are going to learn some more new vocabulary related to health problems. I also want to teach you to talk about your health problems in English and uh, what happens when you visit a GP or a doctor. Uh, I'm going to use GP and the word doctor interchangeably. Okay, they're the same thing in this case. GP is uh, short for general practitioner. We learned this last week. GP is a doctor. And uh, there is also something here for you grammar nerds, those of you who love grammar. In this episode, I will give you a tip on which tense to use when you are at the doctors, okay? So listen up. Listen up carefully. We are going to carry on from last week's episode So last week we were at the pharmacy and this week we are going to the doctors. If you are new to this show, I recommend you go back and listen to the last episode and then come back and listen to this episode, okay? Cool! So let's start this show. Guys, what I recommend for you to learn first are the names of different body parts. I think it's important to learn the names of each body part because... You will have to use it um, when you see the doctor. This is especially important for those of you who are traveling to English-speaking countries. You should also learn the emergency phone numbers in every country you're visiting. If you're in Australia, emergency number is 000. That's 000, 000. In New Zealand, it's 111, that's 111. And in the US, it's 911. Okay, we've heard this in the movies. Now, di- just dial 911. So, just to refresh your memory, and for those of you who are listening and are not sure of different body parts, let me quickly run you through this. We have right hand, we have left hand, right and left leg, fingers, and toes, remember? toes are on your feet and fingers are on your hands on the face we have eyes nose mouth we have ears and we have a head the front of your head is called forehead or frente in spanish we all have stomach and back okay great so when you go to the doctor chances are you might have Problems with one of these body parts. So I recommend you learn the names of body parts. Radio. To describe symptoms of uh, affected body parts, uh, use words such as pain or ache or swelling. Swelling. chasón, In Spanish, you could also have broken bones, huesos quebrados o fracturados fractured bones broken bones or fractured bones for example some useful terms to remember could be when you are at the doctors oh, you can say things like my arm hurts my leg hurts my neck aches my foot is swollen I have a broken bone I sprained my ankle to sprain ankle is uh, esguince in Spanish I sprained my ankle, me esguincé el tobillo, I pulled a muscle, desgarro muscular, I pulled a muscle, desgarro in Spanish. When you are at the doctors, you will be asked to describe your symptoms related to your body parts. You can start by describing the pain. There are many words to describe the pain, el dolor. Regardless if the pain is inside your stomach or inside your head or even inside your back. Like a backache for example. Here are some words to describe the pain. You can have a sharp pain. Uh, In Spanish it's dolor punzante. You can have a throbbing pain. Throbbing pain is um, like a constant pain a slight pain or mild pain dolor leve in Spanish uh, you could have a slight pain you can have uh, tingling sensation okay? tingling sensation it's like a little bit ticklish Um, in Spanish it cosquilleo numbness in Spanish it is insensibilidad Uh, what this means if you feel numb uh, it means that you don't have any feeling whatsoever numb is spelled as n-u-m-b and b is silent feeling numb means you can't feel anything okay imagine if you have a problem with your leg but touch your leg and you say and you don't feel anything you can say my leg is numb okay You can have a burning pain, quemadura. You can have itchy skin. You can feel itchy. We learned this one last week. Go back to episode number 76 to find out what itchy means. Cramps. You could have cramps, for example, muscle cramps or stomach cramps. Calambre in Spanish. You can get muscle cramps all of a sudden. Lots of words here to cover, guys. Uh, You guys are doing well if you have to listen to this episode again to help you remember the terms. So last week we learned about a person who works at the pharmacy. He or she is called a pharmacist or a chemist. Then we have uh, someone called a doctor, a nurse, an optometrist, a dentist, a surgeon, to name a few. These people work in the what we call medical industry or healthcare industry and they are called healthcare professionals so that's a new term for you guys healthcare professionals they are all called healthcare professionals great more new words coming your way let's learn about some medical conditions or medical problems some people could have serious medical problems such as asthma diabetes Uh, broken or fractured bones, uh, food poisoning, severe allergies due to peanuts, eating peanuts for example, fever, bloody nose, vomiting, sprained ankle, an ear infection and so on. We can categorize these as serious medical conditions and we'd have to see a doctor about them to help us treat these illnesses. Other medical problems could be the least serious ones, the ones that are not so severe. The least serious medical problems could be headaches, toothaches, backaches, colds, flus, insect bites, swollen foot, and so on. So those were some of the things you would need to see the doctor about. Great! The most common reasons people go to see a GP is to treat flu-like symptoms or cold. In Spanish, it's resfrio, cold. If you work uh, in an office, if you work full-time and you have to take a sick day of work, your employer might ask you for a medical certificate. In Australia, we have paid sick leave. The employer will pay you in case you are sick and you have to take a day of work. And most often, they will ask to see a medical certificate. This certificate is what you can get from a GP, from a doctor. Awesome. Now, let's, uh, let's pretend you're a patient and you need to go and see Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones will greet you and say, Hello there, Carlos. How can I help you? Can you tell me what is wrong? Carlos could say, Ah, uh, well... I've uh, I've got a temperature, a sore throat, uh, my nose is blocked, and I'm very congested. Dr. John says, how long have you been feeling like this? When did the symptoms start? Carlos says, oh, well, I've been feeling like this for a couple of days now. <laughs> I've been feeling... I've also been having difficulty breathing and swallowing. Swallowing is like tragar in Spanish. Doctor might need to examine you. Dr. Jones says, I'm going to take your blood pressure and I'm going to take your temperature. Also, I need to check your throat. Can you please open your mouth and say, ah, let's have a look. Great. Thank you. It looks um, a bit inflamed. I can see why it hurts. Great. Thank you. I will ask you to do a blood test and I'm going to prescribe you some antibiotics. You can take the prescription to the pharmacy. A pharmacist will fill your prescription there. If symptoms persist, please come back and see me again. Great. Thank you, Dr. Jones. Interesting. This Dr. Jones sounds exactly like Milena from English Made Simple. (laughs) Muy interesante. Excellent muchachos. I hope you were able to follow me in that little uh, scenario there. Let's just recap quickly. When a doctor asks you to describe your symptoms, normally they will ask you questions like how long have you been feeling unwell? Or how long have you been feeling like this? This is the most common question. For you grammar nerds, that are listening to this show, the English tense being used here is called the present perfect continuous tense. We use present perfect continuous tense to talk about things that began in the past and are still happening now or they're still important now. The present perfect continuous tense is formed with the subject uh, plus have been or has been plus the ing form of the verb, the ing form of the verb. For example, how have you been feeling? I've been feeling depressed. I've been feeling unwell. I have been feeling very tired. The short version is I've been feeling very tired. Also, another thing to note is we often use time markers since and for in this tense. We use uh, time marker since uh, in Spanish it's think desde to show when something started or finished. We use time marker for to show how often, how long something has been happening for. For example, if you are at a doctor's, you could say something like, "I have been vomiting for two days." Carlos has been feeling better since he saw the doctor last week. Another example. Not related to, uh, to the doctors. How long have you been studying English for? I have been studying English for over 10 years. Cool. Excellent. Great. Hopefully you're following me. And uh, now just a little bit of trivia for you guys. When the head hurts, we say I have a headache. When we have back problems, we say a backache. And when the tooth hurts, we say a toothache. Ha! Bravo! Great, which reminds me, I'll have to see my dentist again very soon. Okie dokie, I think we had enough for today. I want to summarize today's episode. I don't want you to start having a headache all of a sudden from too much information. You could get something called information overload too much information oh my god no my head is spinning it's going to explode Ah. all right all right it's not really like that but i think it's enough for today we learned so much today in the coming short and sweet episode we are going to learn some more phrases and vocabulary to to do with health so stay tuned next week we will talk about things at the supermarket going to the supermarket and what we can buy at the supermarket who works there what type of food you can get from there, basically. And uh, more new vocabulary coming your way. So be prepared. Just a reminder, amigos, English Made Simple is available on iTunes and all Android devices. Make sure you download your favorite podcast app so you can listen to it on your non-iPhones. For example, I listen to podcasts uh, on Stitcher. Stitcher is an app that you can download Or you can also download uh, an app called Podcast Republic. There are many apps out there. I don't have an iPhone myself, so I use one of these Android apps for all podcasts that I listen to. And now that you know this little secret, please share this episode with your friends, no matter what kind of phones they have. Remember, sharing is caring. Until next time, amigos, hasta la próxima.